like nostalgic movie review from nerdy married man hello everybody we are new nostalgic movie review bum, bum, bum. i'm david i'm steven and welcome to the show for the first time or back uh today <laughs> we are looking at an original versus remake yeah, uh, we are looking at the 1971 movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory versus the 2005 movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, and this was David's pick for remake versus original. Yes, the uh, both movies are uh, you know, about an hour. One's an hour forty minutes. One's an hour fifty five. Pretty close in time. Yeah. Uh, and then the synopsis. I'm gonna read one of them because they're both the same exact synopsis. It's almost movie. identical, so we're like, we're not gonna read the same thing twice for you guys, just worded differently. So, <laughs> so a poor but hopeful boy seeks one of five coveted golden tickets that will send him on a tour of Willy Wonka's mysterious chocolate factory. Bum, bum. Uh, both movies are interesting in their own rights. Uh, some of the cast of the original, we got Gene Wilder playing Willy Wonka. We got Jack Albertson playing Grandpa Joe uh, and uh, Peter Ostrom playing Charlie Bucket. Uh, there are a bunch of other uh, great actors in the movie, but I the list is so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the remake, we have Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka. We have Freddie Highmore as Charlie Bucket. David Kelly as Grandpa Joe. Helen Bonham Carter as Miss Bucket. And then I will say uh, in this one, all the Oompa Loompas are played by the exact same person and it is Deep Roy. Yes. There's also a pretty big actor in the movie oh, yeah. that uh, makes a few scenes, uh, which you would have never seen coming. It's yeah. uh, Sir Christopher Lee. Yep. <laughs> Don't know why they brought him into this. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, the original was a very fun, it's like a timeless classic. It, it's a great movie. I definitely think it's worth watching. Uh, going right into it, it makes me feel joy happiness it's there's like a, a wonder and magic to the movie and a lot of the characters just work really well together and seeing the chocolate factory it's so creative and all the actors play well off of each other so as far as the original i definitely think it's worth owning you know, yeah it's a movie that you should buy and enjoy for many years to come um, as far as the original, or do you want to go into your remake as well? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. As far as the original, um, I also agree. Uh, this movie is, it's a classic. It's a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of just really entertaining things in it. The way they build the world and the factory, especially for the time, was really incredible. Mm -hmm. And the way that some of these actors were in this, especially Gene Wilder, there's just, there was nothing like Gene Wilder in a lot of things. And he really brought Wonka to life in a way that was super fantastical. And so I definitely think this is also worth owning. At the very least, pay to watch it if you have to. Um, most of the time, I think they're both on HBO Max actually right now. Yeah, they are. So um, you can watch it for free. But if you need to, just go ahead and buy it. Like, it, you wouldn't be bad buying this movie outright. Yeah. And then as far as the remake... I feel pretty much the exact opposite. I felt like the remake didn't really have much charm to it all. I will say the the opening credit musical number sequence was really cool. It was creative. The effects looked really fun. Oh, yeah. The chocolate factory <laughs> was kind of cool looking. But other than that, and of course, you know, being a Tim Burton movie, we had Danny Elfman doing the score. So if you like Danny Elfman's style of music, it's exactly what you're thinking it is. And it's a fun time. I like Danny Elfman's music. Oh, yeah. But other than that, the movie just does not 
I guess, flow well with me. And a lot of the characters are just awkward. And there's not, like I said earlier, not a lot of charm to the movie. It is just kind of flat. Yeah. What would you say? Would you say it's worth a watch or stream or? Uh, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. I I wouldn't watch it. Uh, It's not worth it to me. If you just want to watch the superior version, watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Nothing against like Johnny Depp. He did a good job for what he was given, I guess. But I just, I didn't like his style of character. Normally, I love Johnny Depp and everything. Yeah. But his rendition of Willy Wonka was just so bizarre to me. So, like, nothing against him as an actor, but just, it's not for me. So I just, I'm never going to watch this movie again. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Uh, I feel the exact same way. Probably even more harsh. For me, this is worse than Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, and I mean the M. Night Shyamalan version, live action version of it. This is one of the worst films I think I've ever watched, in my opinion. Oof. I think there's a lot of good cinematography in this movie, but my gosh, oh, this movie hard for me to watch. And I almost shut it off several times. I was texting my wife throughout the entire movie like, I, I can't keep going like i want to shut this off like this is absolutely awful i did not remember this movie being this bad i do remember not liking this movie the first time i watched it but i did not remember it being this bad and i will go into more of that stuff later and stuff but it for me i really you would have to pay me to watch this movie i would not watch this movie again for any reason other than someone's paying me a good amount of money to watch it what if they gave you a chocolate factory if they gave me a chocolate factory i would watch it <laughs> for sure but i would still hate having to have to watch it but i would love to have in the chocolate factory after he, it's if mr beast wants to give me a chocolate factory like he when he remade the <laughs> chocolate go. factory recently and gave it away fun facts for the movie you got some fun facts on the original oh yeah so uh first fun fact which actually my wife pointed out and i just thought it was so good was that when you they first enter the factory uh there's the musical code to get into the main room mm-hmm. and the musical code is actually the marriage of the figaro overture by mozart and it's just really fun i think one of the characters even points that out yeah, like, I think, I think it's Mike TV's mom. I was like, oh, it's this. Well, she says the wrong Oh, does she say too. it? Yeah, oh, okay. I, forget, I forget what she says, but she says the wrong piece of music. I couldn't remember which it's song she so, said. Because so. I remember when she says it, my wife is like, no. <laughs> and me and Jen are like, wow, she knew that right away. <laughs> so, and um, some other fun facts. A lot of the reaction shots within the movie from the actors uh, were spontaneous, especially the biggest scene well known for that is when Willy Wonka comes out of the factory for the first time. He's limping with his cane. No one on set knew what he was doing, that he was even going to limp and have a cane. And then he, when he falls down and does the flip and stands up and the reaction of the audience is genuine because they were just so shocked at what he did. Yeah. There's a few other scenes in the movie, like the filming of the tunnel scene, the reactions to Willy Wonka's singing was genuine because they were just like, wow, this is really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple other fun facts before we move on to your fun facts. Yeah. Ernest Ziegler, who played Grandpa George, or, uh, no, that was Jack. Oh, yeah, Ernest Ziegler, yeah. Uh, so Grandpa George, he was nearly blind due to a poison gas in World War One. So he was instructed to look for, like, a red dot to guide his character Guide him uh, to know where to look when he's talking. Wow. When he's sitting in the bed. That's really cool, actually. So, really interesting stuff. And then... Let's see. Oh, the uh, the Chocolate River 
was made from 150,000 gallons of water, real chocolate, and cream. Ah. And the filmmakers apparently had to change the formula of the Chocolate River because originally uh, the concoction was turned blood red. Oh. Um, but apparently the cream would cause the mixture to spoil and it really smelled bad. So oh. uh, the actor Michael Ballner, who played Augustus Goop, uh he described it as dirty stinky water. <laughs> wow. All right. Is that all your fun facts that, for the original? That's, uh, that's what I got for the original. All right. So uh fun facts for the remake. Like I said, Deep Roy played every single Oompa Loompa and he repeated the same move it several hundred times for every one of these scenes. Because in this one, there's a ton more Oompa Loompas. Instead of having like 20 to 100 that we see on screen, we are seeing sometimes hundreds at a time. Like you can tell there's thousands of them in the factory. <laughs> And so because they did that and because he worked so hard and did all this, they actually recognized him more and gave him raised his salary to a million dollars. Johnny Depp once stated in an interview that he based his Wonka performance on how he imagined former U.S. President George W. Bush would act while stoned, <laughs> which makes me hate it even more. Because like, what? Why would you pick that as your you have Gene Wilder? as inspiration and you went with george w bush being stoned as your inspiration like that's just so weird the cane in the remake actually was filled with nestle nerds oh that's funny <laughs> and nestle also provided 1850 bars of real chocolate for the movie all the wonka bars are actual nestle bars <laughs> right. johnny depp was actually worked with freddie highmore um which in the movie Finding Neverland once before, and he was so enthralled with his performance and really liked working with him that he actually recommended to Tim Burton himself that he observe him for the role for Charlie Bucket. He really just was so infatuated with the way he acted. Oh, and then uh, one other fun fact that I wanted to say was the two the the Charlie's father was added to this remake, and he works at this toothpaste factory. And this toothpaste factory is Smilex which is also the name of the poisonous gas concocted by the Joker in the Tim Burton Batman film in 1989. Gotta love that little connection, I guess. So Willy Wonka is in the Batman universe, and under the Apparently. right circumstances, maybe Willy Wonka could be a Batman. Well, and it's weird because it might be like an alternate universe or something, because Smilex is spelled with an I instead of a Y. In the Batman movie, it's spelled with a Y, and in this one, it's spelled with an I. Ah, so it is slightly different. But I think he did through that as a little Easter egg nod of, look at my other work. <laughs> so uh, if that's all you got for uh, fun yeah. facts, we're about to move into spoilers. But beforehand, next week, join us for Steven's video game pick. Yes. Werewolves Within. Yep. It's a 2021 movie uh, based off of a game made by Ubisoft. So yep. A PlayStation VR game. Stay tuned. Uh, maybe check out the game beforehand and also check out the movie and join us next week. But don't yeah. buy a VR just to play the game. <laughs> it's not look, worth it. Look up gameplay or something. Yeah. Uh, but with that, on to the spoilers. Phew. So we'll just go into these movies with our highlights and downfalls like we typically do. And yeah, where do you want to start? I guess uh, I'll start on the, the original. The Really, the only downfall I had was uh, probably Grandpa Joe influencing Charlie's poor decision in the factory. Because, I mean, yeah, Charlie's yeah. a good-hearted kid, and he cares about his family, and he cares about doing the right thing. And Grandpa Joe's like, 
well, no, man, come on. Let's let's try this, you know, bubbly soda water. You know, sneak it, What even though we're not supposed to. We won't get in trouble. No one will find out. Well, and Grandpa Joe also had some other, like, things. Like, he was really... He, he let Charlie pay for his tobacco habits, even though they're all extremely poor. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he shouldn't be paying for tobacco anymore and they they barely have enough money for food yeah and he's still like all right i guess i'll buy some tobacco because you really want me to and you're working your newspaper job to give money for your mom for bread and soup and also for me to smoke tobacco still and it's like why why are you letting him do that like you you shouldn't do that so Papa joe had some questionable kind of things in this Um, but other than that i i enjoyed a lot of the movie uh I thought something for really funny. There's a lot of Gene Wilder makes a lot of great puns throughout the movie. Like <laughs> he tries this concoction of candy and he goes, Oh, and they're like, what too hot. It's like, no, too cold. Then he puts a jacket in it to warm it up. <laughs> I, I love that kind of stuff. I loved how fantastical the Gene Wilder one was with how everything looked like the never ending stop stopper looks like a broken Rubik's cube kind of thing. Cool. And, and in the remake, it looks just like a red ball, <laughs> but well, like a normal jawbreaker. Yeah. Also like he makes another pun in that same scene where he uh, puts some shoes in one of the candy mixtures and he's like, got to give it a little kick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, some of the funny moments are really ridiculous too. Like uh, earlier in the movie, there is someone is a uh, kidnapped and the kidnapper says, I'll return your husband if you give me all of your Wonka bars to get the golden ticket. It's so like a ransom for Wonka bars. And the wife sits there and goes, she's sitting there thinking know. about it. Let me think about that. Do I want a very, very tiny chance of a one in five chance around the world of giving getting this golden ticket? Or do I want my husband back? And I'm like, what? Why are you thinking so hard? Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, one thing that I found so much better in the original compared to the remake was the music, specifically the Oompa Loompa songs. Yeah, Oompa Loompa songs in the original are so fun and catchy, and just everyone knows the Oompa Loompa yeah, songs. Yeah, everyone just remembers Oompa Loompa Loompadi Doo, and like time. whatever the other words were, but like. I can't even tell you what any of the words in any of the new remake songs were. And I watched that one just a few days ago. Like the the remakes Oompa Loompa songs were so random and they didn't have a good beat to it. They all had like different flares to it. Like one was like rock kind of like and weird, like one was like poppy electronic. Yeah. I, and, I don't know, it, was, it was really weird. And the the group kept on pointing out how everything seemed so rehearsed and stuff, and it, like they just kept on taking it out of the film. Like I felt like a lot of the characters were taking us out of the film by kept on talking about the Oompa Loompa song being so rehearsed and how they know the name and they don't know how to improv. And like Johnny Depp's like, they know how to improv. Improv's easy. You can say anything. Chewing gum. Chewing gum. bum. See? Ha ha ha. That's improv. And I'm like. Is it though? It was really weird. And with the whole rehearse things, like that leads into one of the other reasons I don't like the remakes Willy Wonka character is he seems so sinister and really trying to almost kill these kids. Yeah. Whereas in the original, Willie's never actually trying to hurt them, but he wants the kids to learn from their mistakes. So that's why he never stops them from making mistakes. Yeah. He's just like, no, stop. 
Don't do that. He's very sarcastic in nature, and he's very much just testing these kids. He knows that these kids are probably going to fail his test. He has no expectation, I don't think, of any of these kids actually succeeding in this test. And one of the things I have to say, like, alongside with that, is I was really missing the Slugsworth character in the remake. Non-existent. Because in the original, Mr. Slugsworth actually went out and he distributed the tickets himself. It wasn't random. There was no randomness to it. Every time someone won the ticket or found the ticket, Slugsworth was there for the on-screen TV interview, hugging the kids and whispering stuff into the ear. And it was because he was giving them that test of trying to steal the never ending gobstopper. Mm-hmm. And in the remake, it was just random. And like they made my TV, some computer whiz genius who figured out the code of where the exactly things were going to get delivered. And he's like, I bought one candy bar. And that's all I needed because I figured out the code. And it just didn't seem like i didn't like that it was actually random like it seemed so much better when it was just like oh let's grab these kids these specific kids for these reasons and test them and see if any of them will succeed and they're all different in every way and the yeah i just i don't know it just seemed so weird it it was very just it wasn't done well and a lot of the characters in the remake just are so awful yeah. terrible people and I just I don't like the way the actors and actresses portrayed their characters it was just really weird they're all written weird and I guess I don't know if it's deliberately weird because it's another Tim Burton film because he kind of has that style of just being bizarre yeah but, I don't know a lot of his other films I enjoy but it, it was just too to me Tim Burton me. is almost the same as M. Night Shyamalan and even Taika Waititi Whereas they make the same movies every time and they have this certain thing that they do in their movies. And sometimes it works perfectly. Like with M. Night Shyamalan, we had uh, Sixth Sense Sense as his just masterpiece that was just beautiful. With Taika Waititi, I think Free Guy is one of his best movies or maybe Thor Ragnarok. And like with Tim Burton... Honestly, like a lot of his animated ones are his best ones because they can be crazy in their original stories. They're not retelling a story. I think when he's retelling a story, it has to be a certain kind of story, like Sweeney Todd. It can't just be Wonka and make him this, like changing everything that they changed for this movie. Mm-hmm. And just even like the the different rooms and stuff, like there's... When they do the tunnel scene, the tunnel scene in the original is super cool. It's creepy. It's bizarre. You're wondering what the hell's going on. And then the original or the remake, they're like sliding down this giant CG chocolate river and they're going by all these rooms. And like there's a cow strung up by all four of its limbs hung up in the middle of the room and all these Oompa Loompas are whipping it. And Charlie's like, ha, whipped cream. And Baruch is like, that's not how you make whipped cream. And he says something to the effect of like, how would you know how to make whipped cream or something? You need, oh, whipped cream isn't whipped cream unless it's been whipped with whips. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, and it, like, even when they go into that first room where the, everything's edible. Yeah. Like, they both make the same joke where if, uh, everything's eatable in this room. I mean, edible. And then uh, Brooke is like, even you, Mr. Wonka? And he's like, yes, I'm edible too, but that's cannibalism and that's not good. And I'm like, why are you making cannibalism references? Like, it's so weird. Like, it just didn't fit. There's just really no spark. Uh, 
There is a couple things that I do like about the remake. Um, mainly, I'm not a huge fan of the scene Willie's Wonka's father, uh, but I yeah. love Christopher Lee. It was cool seeing him. But uh, the the scene that I specifically like is when they go visit him towards the end, and you see that his father, though he didn't approve because his father's a dentist, he didn't approve of the chocolate yeah. factory lifestyle. Uh, he has all of these newspaper clippings and photo albums of him still following Willy Wonka's life. And I just thought that, that was kind of endearing. Like, even though he just didn't want any part of it, he still cared in a sense. Well, and like, I, I can get that. But to me, like, all the scenes with Christopher Lee before that, ruined that for me like i didn't care about his character anymore because of all the how weird the other flashback scenes were so like the one of the ones when he first runs away from home like he first tries candy for the first time which is father christopher lee throws all of his halloween candy into the fire and one piece of chocolate underneath the fire somehow miraculously doesn't melt or anything and he's able to eat that piece of chocolate and he decides he's going to run away from home and his father's like well i'm not going to stop you but if you leave i'll vanish and you won't see me and he leaves and all of a sudden you like see the, the kid character of will wonka like walking and you see all these like world flags going around and he talked about going to like all these different countries of switzerland and stuff like that for their, their amazing chocolatiering and then you he gets stopped by a guard and he's in the World of Flags Museum. And I'm like, really? And then he goes back home and the section of the fourplex house that he was in, that his dad was living in, it just vanished. You warned him. And I was like, what? And when they do go back, it's in the middle of like Siberia with no one else around him. And they knock on the door and he's like, do you have an appointment? And I was like, who has an appointment with a dentist in the middle of 100 miles of just snow, like on a mountain? Like, what is this? Like, this makes no sense. Well, with all the various flashbacks and stuff, I just I was not a fan of that. I never really cared about learning Willy Wonka's backstory of him as a child. It wasn't about Wonka. He even like did a backstory of how he found the Oompa Loompas, and oh. they, like they mention it in the original, which is fine. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a cool story, but in this remake, they they all show, show everything, and and it just... looks like a knockoff of the Ewoks on Endor with their treehouse life yeah. up in the this giant forest. But then, like the Oompa Loompas, their deity is cocoa beans. They worship cocoa beans. They catch cocoa beans, and they're all praying to cocoa beans. And I'm like, "What is this? Who needed this?" And they speak in a nonsense language. Like every time he calls them, he's like, "And that's like, come here." And I'm like, "What? How is <laughs> like Wonka just talked to the Oompa normally in the original, and this one just seemed like I know they were probably trying to make it more fantastical, but it just didn't work. It didn't." And it fell super flat. I was like, what are you doing with this? And like, even like the design of the house, making it the slanted house, like that Tim Burton animated style house and having Charlie's room be like in the attic with all the broken uh, ceiling tiles and roof. And, but like the place is always covered in snow and he's got holes above where his bed is and where he can look out. But there's no snow in the house ever. There's no snow in the room ever where it's always snowing where they're at. And I'm like, I don't get this. Like, I just, 
Uh, there's just so many small things that just bothered me so much. Like we said, this movie is just, it's not worth it. There's no magic. There's no charm. And I know I say that a lot, but it's, I just can't not say it. If like the original was just so amazing in every way. And even like the weird moments had some nice elements to it and some flair and, I don't know. I just, I like the style of the original. And then Gene Wilder just makes the movie. You know, I, yeah. I just can't see anyone else being really Well, and, and seriously, like, see, speaking of music and stuff, like, the song Pure Imagination is so iconic and so symbolic of that movie. And it's something that I still love that song to this day. And, like, I even found a rock version of the song recently. And it's called, it's by a band called Hearing Shapes. And it is so cool. And it made me fall in love with that song even more again. And it's just really cool that a lot of people are still love that song. Whereas I have not seen anyone touch any of the songs from the remake at all. And it's just like everything about it, just especially like some of the lines in this movie, like when uh, Augustus Gloop falls in the river in the original and Wonka goes, help. Please murder. And he's just being like all quiet and nonchalant and just like sarcastic. They'll like, go, oh, no, he fell. What are we going to do? Whereas in the remake, you know, Wonka uses his cane to push Augustus and yeah. like he's trying to kill him. Well, and I didn't realize that um, one of my favorite lines from Super Troopers. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries is from Willy Wonka. You didn't get that was a reference? No. <laughs> and so when I was watching that scene again, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, It's just like, well, and like even like Wonka's office, I they didn't show that in the remake. And I love that it's in his office. It's half of everything. It's half a desk and half a clock and half like everything is cut in half <laughs> and i'm like that's so unique and weird and funky and like like we said even like them put, throwing like shoes and plants well, and jackets into their recipes and turning it into these fantastical things because it is magic but in their remake it made it seem like it was all real and even like the wonkavator was on trolleys and had jet propulsion and stuff like that instead of it being a magic glass elevator like in the original and it was just flying on its own and then like in the remake when he crashes into charlie's house at the end of the movie how did that thing not shatter how did it not shatter how did the house not completely fall apart how did they not kill anybody because it's a tiny little house like there's just so many things i'm like none of this makes any sense for as much as they're trying to bound this in reality it seemed like they also were trying to like make it more whimsical and it just didn't work you can't do both at the same time you have to lean one way or the other well all the jokes really fell flat like uh i think you were telling me about a drinking game oh it only has one rule yes i i made up a drinking game for the remake if you do want to watch it that i think you will get plastered every time you think you were supposed to laugh you drink and I guarantee you, you will get plastered because there's just so many jokes that fall flat. There's so many times where Wonka gets up and runs into the camera or runs into glass. And he does it so many times throughout the movie. And it just it never falls. And, and every time like he does the same thing that Tommy Wiseau did that we talked about in the room where he laughs after a lot of things. But it's like, <laughs> And it's like, it's what really is awful. that? And it's worse than Tommy Wiseau's. Like, at least Tommy Wiseau's made me laugh because it was so just, it's him. But, like, I could not see Wonka doing this, and it just threw me off so much. 
So, um, if you can't guess, watch the original. <laughs> Don't watch the remake. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, I know we kind of spent a lot of time talking about the remake, but that's because there's so much bad in that movie, and it's just so bizarre. Like, the original... I mean, what else can we say aside of that it's great? You know? Yeah. There's just so many different things in the original that just are so perfect. Like, even just, like, when in the original they did talk about some people trying to use computers to find out how to analyze where the Wonka bars were going to be going, the ones with the golden tickets. And when they made this supercomputer that was going to be able to do it, he puts in this paper to finally get the answer of where the Wonka bar is going to be. And the computer's like, that would be cheating. I will not do that for you. And I laughed so hard because I was like, yes, Wonka found a way that no one, because it's magic, (laughs) would be able to find out where these tickets are going. And only Slugworth would know where they're going. And it was planned. And I liked that. And I liked that it almost made it seem like he was going to lose until Charlie put that everlasting gobstopper on his desk and that was actually the test the one true ultimate test and i think it was mainly for charlie because he was the poor one Mm -hmm. and i think everyone had their test and they all failed their test which is why they all fell victim to their traps and i don't think charlie drinking the soda actually made him fail i think it was charlie not giving the candy to him that was going to make him fail Mm -hmm. and as soon as he puts that candy on his desk gene wilder turns around Charlie, you won! You won, my boy! Yes. <laughs> and it was that moment because he needed a test that he wouldn't just go into it for the money, being from as poor of a family as it was. And I did like that aspect in the remake. That was one thing, and oh, I will say this too. In the remake, I think Freddie Highmore, who I absolutely love, he's one of my favorite child actors. Um, I didn't like Finding Neverland, but I liked him in that. I love him in August Rush. Oh, yeah. I love him in The Good Doctor. I haven't watched a lot of episodes for it, but this guy is an amazing actor. He's really good as Charlie in this movie. He's and probably he, the best part of it. I movie. think he's better than the original Charlie. I think he's... <laughs> I just think that he has that sense of wonder and happiness that you just... Is. It encapsulates you. And maybe it's just because he's the highlight of that movie entirely, whereas Gene Wilder stole the show for me more in the original, Mm -hmm. that I say that it might be better. But for me, it's just that. Like, there's just so much that just didn't work, but, like, some of those small things did. Yeah, no, and that I absolutely agree. I, I do... I do think the original Charlie is better for me, mainly because I love the sincerity of the character. I mean, I think both actors did really good with Charlie, is I guess what I'm trying to say is. Yeah. I, I But I do think the original is my favorite, mainly because I'm super biased for that movie. But True. <laughs> I have tons and tons of notes on both these movies. We could go on for a long time, but it seems like we're also kind of getting to the point where we're kind of wrapping up. Um, do you have any last thoughts or anything? Uh, watch the original. <laughs> uh, for like the fourth time this episode. Yeah. Watch it. Everything about it, especially like the costumes and stuff. Like Wonka, even as far as I remember, always had the purple coat. Yeah. And so when they changed it to red in the remake, I was like, what? There's just so many small things that they changed that I'm like, you don't need to change everything, Tim Burton. You don't need to make everything your style. Mm-hmm. Some things you can keep the way it was. It you can just remake this and not in your style. And I don't even think 
as far as his style, because he has such a unique style that typically a lot of people do love. Mm-hmm. And I'm not always one of those people, but I do appreciate his style in a lot of things. Like one of my favorite of his is the movie Nine. It is incredible. Yeah, very good. Point. And I just think that for certain things, certain directors are good at one thing. Well, and it's kind of interesting with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like, it is kind of a weird premise. And in theory, Tim Burton's style could have worked. But, and I think they tested it, and Tim Burton, I don't know, he probably didn't find out, but I don't think that his style worked for it. In premise, it probably could have, but I just, I don't like the end product, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like a lot of his things are way more like adult themed and a lot more of his movies are way more like disturbing and creepy and have a lot of like really dark undertones, like movies like Coraline and Nine and Sweeney Todd and even Tim Burton's Batman went a little dark and stuff in certain ways. And so like when he's doing this really whimsical, child friendly kid movie, it just didn't seem to work because I don't see him doing a kid movie that every kid's gonna love that's not creepy (laughs) which which is funny because 90 percent of his movies are kid movies but like you said they are they do have those kind of dark undertones and i know it's i guess his style and i don't think the dark undertones work for willy wonka well and i think maybe if they went further into the darkness it could have possibly worked like i think if he went full tim burton on this it might have worked better in his favor, but it wouldn't have been the same movie at all. So it's almost like he was he was trying to do as much Tim Burton as possible, but he was in this weird middle ground where he had to hold well, back a little bit. And it, even know. like hearing the interview thing with Johnny Depp saying he was doing Wonka as the president would, uh, stoned, would do the character. Like, that's just such a weird take for me. Like, why that is your inspiration? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you think George W. Bush stoned would be the perfect Willy Wonka? Like it's, it's thoughts like that, that him and Tim Burton probably talked about together that I'm just like, what is, what is that thought process? Why did that go into your mind? Why was that what you decided to do? Like it's those decisions that I think really ruined it because if he would have done something, even something in his, maybe is like Edward Scissorhands, or Sweeney Todd style, like where it was just more monotone and creepy and weird instead of this. I'm a little weird guy. I'm stoned. I'm, I'm funny. And I, I like this. And I don't like this. And my dad was a dentist and he hates me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get that. There's no comedy in that. And like, if you're trying to be creepy, be creepy. But don't try to like mix them or whatever. Uh, it's just it's bizarre. I, I I feel like we keep circling back around to that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I I know I'm probably talking way too much about this. Uh, like we said, I I really just I absolutely hated this movie, and I know I might get a lot of hate for this, and probably a lot of hate for the, a lot of things I've said about Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, especially in this film, but. That's just my opinion. I We don't have to agree. And that's why we even started our new rating system. Uh, I, I, I definitely just... 
don't think it's worth a watch. Most people I've talked to don't think it's worth a watch either. I don't see a lot of love for this movie at all. It's one of the lower audience ratings too, with a 51%. Like this movie is hated by a lot of people. Half of the people do not like this movie, which I don't know if we said, but we actually realized what the rating system for Rotten Tomatoes actually means and is. Yeah, apparently the percentage scale is not like a like a one to ten scale. It's not, you know, a hundred percent doesn't mean it's a perfect movie. The percentage is how many people in that percentage voted the movie as a six out of ten or higher. Yes. So a seventy percent score means that seventy percent of the people thought the movie was a six or higher. Doesn't mean that it was they thought it was understood. So that means half of the people, half of the audience that watched this movie rated this lower than a six. Yeah. And that's bad. Like, <laughs> that's just, it, it just tells it right there that half the people did not like this movie. So, yes, join us, like we said, next week for Werewolves Within. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Sorry we talked so much about the remake, especially. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry I bashed on this as hard as I did, but don't be sorry for your opinions. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.